Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rundown. I'm Max, joined tonight by Hayden. Hello. And Mike. Good evening, gents. We're back. We're back. Yay. Baseball's back. Remember when we were doing that 2010 um, season thing, and then we all just kind of at the same time decided that was a bad idea, and we just stopped? (laughs) Yes. All of us were really depressed about it. We never discussed stopping it. We just... We just kind of did. Yeah. We just we did, did it. <laughs> Whoops. Well, if 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 I can remember correctly, uh, I don't have the last date that we did. I believe it was around the end of May, yeah, maybe yeah. mid-May. It was and a pandemic. That's what that's if, what took it down. You know what? I'm just going to be honest. Hand up. Uh, I really couldn't get up to to talk about the 2010 Rangers every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just was not a good use of my mental. No, space. I don't needed know. to kind of preserve the brain cells. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it but was. Like lo and behold, we have experiment. real baseball now. Do we? I mean, the Rangers are still playing, so it's not that real. They're it's getting real. paid, and it counts, and it's on the TV. It is on the TV. Complete well, realistic sounding fan experience. It honestly, I was, I was, I don't concerned is kind of a too strong of a word, but I was, I was interested in, in seeing how that would go and. Uh, it's necessary, uh, and and Groobs is doing a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, agree. Silence I read, is so weird. Yeah, I had read that he he sourced um, audio from like actual games, so it actually right. is real crowd noise. It's not like you go to the, the the audio version of clip art and just click play over and over. <sighs> like it's actually it actually sounds especially like on the on the radio. It you can't tell the difference at all, really. You can't. Yeah, it sounds pretty decent. I just like I don't like the fact that. He can't have booze, right? Like, he should. He should still be able to stick it to the umps when there's a bad call. Yeah, no one's holding him accountable. For some at reason, all. I thought you were talking about like alcohol, and I was like, "Why are they having him drinking? It's so lame." <laughs> yeah, uh, having booze would be great. They had one. It was a spring game, but Christian Yelich got booed by his own team during the Golden Blue game. Like they they queued up a bunch of booze on nice. it while he was mic'd at the plate. That's funny. He's like, "What is this, <laughs> Wrigley?" Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, they were so, gonna do that. I also want to bring up dumbest new rule during the pandemic. Is it the extra innings thing? Well, no, that's bad. That's very <laughs> bad. But this one to me is just dumb. After a strikeout, the ca- catcher can't throw the, yeah, the ball and go around the horn. the horn because they don't want too many people touching the ball. I'm like, uh, are you kidding me? I hate it. It's uh, so, and it's you can tell that the catchers are having to be reminded constantly because they spring up and then they're like, oh yeah, and then huck it back at the pitcher and like every single time they want to throw it down to the third baseman and the pitcher's expecting that that to happen too and so they're just kind of like, huh, what? Yeah, I don't want this. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, it's, weird. It's uh, weird. I saw Anthony Rizzo handing out hand sanitizer at first base, which is a very funny. Couple guys are wearing masks. I know Ref Snyder was wearing a mask at first. Elvis, Uh, he was wearing a mask and he was on the bases. Guzman was wearing one yesterday. Chirinos. Uh, Is he wearing one when he's catching? Yep. Makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's been it's been odd. Um, It's been nice having the games at the very least. But of course it has. It is. But after watching it in action, I look at it and I go, "We may able maybe maybe actually able to." complete the season you know I, before it I began know. unless I'll the Marlins look. ruin everything you see what they did today what they like do half a dozen dudes test positive 
Ooh, no, I didn't hear that. Oh, the, the Reds had a bunch too. Uh, uh, Mustakas woke. I don't. He hasn't. There's no positives on this thing, but like Mustakas woke up sick, and so did Nick Senzel, and so like a bunch of guys didn't go to the ballpark, and they don't know where it is. Oh, jeez. So. See, and and that that just makes me think, and it, it's kind of been my concern the whole time, and I I think it's kind of everybody's been concerned about it, but I haven't seen the commissioner or or anybody really address it straight like straight on is the whole kind of the the x factor in all of this is being asymptomatic and so if mike moustakis for example i mean he's not a bad guy i'm any he's just an example in this but Mm -hmm. you know let's say that he's let's say that he deserves to go to prison anyway (laughs) (laughs) like let's say that he has it right um which is relatively likely because a lot of people in this country have it um you know, but he didn't show. He, let's say that he's had it for five days or so, maybe a week, maybe less. I don't know. Um, but he's been going to the ballpark and playing baseball and throwing the balls around, which you can't do after a strikeout, but you can do in the course of action, which is why that's stupid. But I mean, let's like, what if the entire Reds have it? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it. it, it it's very easy to see how this can quickly snowball oh. into a situation where we don't finish the season. And, and they had I, a positive I, too. Oh, Matt Davidson. Uh, do you remember when Matt Davidson was going to be the Rangers' third baseman of the future? Well, he was a really elite bat. Or, no, he was really bat. close to being elite. I'm really sorry. Really close. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Matt yeah. Davidson tested positive yesterday, and then Moustakas and Nick Senzel woke up sick today. They've already IL'd Moustakas on the COVID right. list. And so it just it just really concerns me with the whole, like, you know, okay, well, we, we came kind of the whole the whole time when over the last couple months when we weren't podcasting because it was just like really weird and confusing and depressing, I guess. Was, oh, okay, well, they're they're wanting sixty games. Well, they're wanting seventy five games. Well, they're wanting sixty eight games, and they want expanded playoffs or playoff shares or revenue money. Kind of all of this stuff that's just kind of the trimmings on is this actually even feasible? And and I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I know not to like bring the first five minutes of the first podcast of the season down. It's just like I don't even know. I mean, it it just can spread so easily. If if like if the Reds are done, for example, like they're not going to be like done done. But if the Reds have to shut down or quarantine their entire franchise for a week or two weeks, right? I mean, what does that do for the rest of the league? Uh, it, it yeah, just, it, you got to call it, it, the it replacement completely kids. F- it just falls apart, like really, really easy. I just think that we have a fragile arrangement, and and we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty rough. There's just there's just not enough in the system that it can sustain folks starting to get sick, and that was a known risk at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what we're gonna find out is that. Uh, un- very surprisingly and uncharacteristically for Rob Manfred's career, he uh, did something that was bad for baseball, <laughs> uh, and then gave a bunch of them coronavirus, which <laughs> <laughs> seems Rob like Manfred. not the plan I would have gone for. Remember when Bud Selig was the worst commissioner ever? God, those are the good old days. They are. They really were. Yeah. So let's talk about some magical games. What do you think, guys? Yeah, let's talk uh, yeah. about depressing stuff and then go talk about ah the Rangers so, losing yeah. baseball. So games. I guess <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll be like the caveat, the asterisk on like everything until next year is just like we'll see. Anyways, Jeff Mathis is 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 leading the team in OPS, and people think that IKF is now I don't know George Brett or something. Yeah, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa is the future. Uh, he has a hamstring strain because he's a Ranger, and so he knows better than to not be injured immediately. But yeah. 
Yeah, Jeff Mathis tripled. Um, mm-hmm. I whooped loud enough that I scared the dogs. Um, <laughs> I had a grand time watching Jeff Mathis triple, and I was immediately like, I bet he's never tripled before. That man has hit eight triples in his major league career. Eight! That's a lot of triples for a guy who's had, like, <laughs> nine base hits in 20 years of professional baseball. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his career, like, slugging absolutely went up just for the one trip. I mean, like, all of his numbers took a, a big old hike. I haven't seen what his, the advanced stats have to say about him yet. I don't know if Fangraphs is updated for today. Let's just see what Fangraphs has to say about Jeff Mathis. Well, while you're looking that up, I want to talk, since we're talking about catchers, I want to talk about Torino's because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He threw out a base runner today, and they mentioned on the radio broadcast how working with the Astros, not only did he become a better catcher in terms of throwing base runners out, but also at framing pitches. And it made me wonder, why couldn't we have done that? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Do you really Seriously. Want to know the answer? <sighs> I know the answer, and, and that's what pisses me off. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, are we just wasting guys' careers? We're just like, go figure it out. You we know? turned them into offensive dynamos, though. I mean, Torino uh, became a, a decent offensive player uh, while he was a Ranger. Obviously, he was a convert while he was still with the Rays organization, and you know, that bat unlocked here. Jeff Mathis is rocking a 680 WRC plus in July. It is July 26th. Mark it down. Jeff Mathis has a nearly a 700, not OPS, WRC+. A stat I'm allowed to talk about again because it's no longer 2010. I love this. I can look at fan graphs during the podcast. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk, about, let's talk about the first game, opening night. Okay. Lance Lynn, what a beast. Yep. I mean, control wasn't there early, but... My God, he was he some just... kind of beast. Like I'm thinking, hippopotamus, very big, very dangerous. <laughs> you want to mess with that? But he was yeah, bearded, I was, going, I was thinking more hippo. like a cryptid, the cryptid route, like a Sasquatch. Yeah, very Sasquatchy. Lance Lynn has yeah. definitely been like living in a cave somewhere, just throwing <laughs> rocks at stuff. I mean, dang, <laughs> he's a. I mean, he was a big boy last year. He's listed like six five. What you said it was two eighty, Mike? Yeah. It, but it's it's more than that. We he know maybe yeah tipping. He's three bills. Whew. But yeah. I mean, hey, if that's what he's going to do this year, uh, I'm just going to be continually sad that we only got it for 60 games as opposed to a whole season. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Flavortown came in behind him. Jesse Chavez rocking white hair this year, um, which looked ridiculous today with the powder blues. It, I think in a good way. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I was going to say like, ridiculously. Yeah, it yeah. works, though. He knows what he's about. Um, and then John Hernandez, who obviously it's a tiny sample, and I'm I'm going to get just unreasonably excited slash pessimistic about relief pitchers in July because I can. Uh, Hernandez has looked really good. I mean, he looks like he's pitching the way that people want him to be pitching. Um, so that's nice, bringing the velocity, pitching kind of angry. I hope that continues. It'd be good if the Rangers can piece together a good bullpen. This is going to be a season that will be incredibly reliant on um, small samples of good pitching. It's a 60-game season, so get it while it's good. Yeah, and there's reinforcements on the way. You've got three players. I forget the third, but it's Brett Martin, Montero, and someone else starting the season on IL. Oh, so yeah, as soon as you mentioned it, I blanked on who the other person is. Uh, Martin. 
Oh, I said Martin. That one. Oh. Um. God. Pay attention, Hayden. <laughs> Spring training is over. It's the regular season, baby. Get your podcasting game face on. Anyway, the point is that, that it, <laughs> it's only going to get better. Oh, it's um the other Joely Rodriguez. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah, the, the guy from Japan. Yes. Who apparently looked ridiculous over in Japan. So that'd be right. fun to have. That's that's some more lefties for the pen. Uh, yeah. An interesting note with those two guys not making the team is that Taylor Hearn did not make the team out of camp, um, which I thought was odd considering they mm-hmm. would have it would have made sense to me to have him on there as another lefty, but they elected not to do that. Hopefully yeah. that has nothing to do with Taylor Hearn, but ugh, I really want to believe in Taylor Hearn. He seems like a really cool story, and he's he got does. some incredibly interesting stuff, and mm-hmm. I hope he uses it to be good. Local talent. Right. Yep. It, it is weird, like, just to remember, he was the headline in the Keone Kella trade because he was also a left-handed starting pitcher, polished, like, relatively polished, uh, who can hit triple digits. And yep. It's just kind of like we got that scouting report. He I'm looked pretty good in the minors, and and it just like that was it. Like that, w- it, I, I I hope it's not, and I don't believe that it will be. But the story thus far on Hearn is that he peaked with that scouting report, and like when we got him, and it just kind of never. It's weird because I mean he just had that one chance in the big leagues, which of course went as terribly as it could possibly have gone, but. <sighs> And not to say that he's earned another shot, but it's just because I don't know. You know, I don't know the inner workings of of the coaching staff and and what he needs to work on and stuff. But it's just really weird that like that's what we've got out of him. Like that's the Taylor Hearn story so far. Just it's weird that that's where we're at and that's what we've evolved into. Of like, I guess maybe he could be a left-handed reliever who is like mid nineties. Yeah, but shirt and apostle. So is the yeah shirt and apostle is great, but. It's just weird. It's just weird. Every time I see Taylor Hearn, I'm like, oh, yeah, that left-handed starting pitcher that can hit 100. Mm-hmm. And no, apparently not. Apparently that guy doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Well, so, how about Col- Colby Allard? Did he dis- disappear? No, he pitched. Uh, did he pitch? Am I making that uh, up? Well, I don't think so. No, he didn't. I don't I think, think so. I think he's, going to, he's, he's probably going to pitch in Kluber's spot next time. Yeah, or in, uh, uh, in Lyle's spot. Oh, it was yeah. Luke Farrell who came in, not, not Allard. Yeah, they, they can get by on just a four-man rotation for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And this coaching staff absolutely loves them, some Luke Farrell, which seems fine. I mean, he was good in that sample that he had before his he got hit. but like An unfortunate accident. Yeah, but still, yeah. man, they love Luke Farrell. I hope that's borne out. It'd be nice to have Luke Farrell be good. Uh, and then Hayden, we haven't talked about your new favorite player yet. Ian. Who's that? Oh yeah, I mean, favorite favorite is a, is a heavy word, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, so hand up, uh, I didn't know that he pitched for the Rangers at all last year. I'm like, where did he come from? And <laughs> he's just kind of one of those names when I'm reading Lone Star Ball or any other kind of like news thing about, especially like in spring training, like the, this list of names that's like Rangers have so and so and so and so and like five other people pitching in the simulated game today so-and-so looked good it's just like names like like taylor hearn and and ian jabot and and kobe allard and brock burke or whoever and it just kind of you just kind of gloss over it and it doesn't ever register rob refsnyder is another one of those names it's it's like i've never heard of you and you're probably just in camp just to be a body and it's never going to amount to anything um 
Like those, hey. there's there's dozens of those names every year, every Why? year. And nice. then it's just like, wait, oh, he's gonna pitch in the major leagues. Okay, like I don't care, whatever. It's made. It's a reliever. They're a dime a dozen. He's come in twice and he's looked electric. Uh, and he looks like, just wonderful. He's got a, just yeah. a great like relief pitcher frame with some nice goofy hair, and it's wonderful. Yeah, so yeah. I guess keep on playing. It was a little. A little much. He's no Carlos Tochi, but he's still going to be on his <laughs> roster. I mean, he's no Drupal Cabrera. He is not. <laughs> I don't even know who's on the roster. Like, I'm not even sure that I'm familiar with the whole the sixty whole man roster. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I definitely kind of again to see just like those list of names and when you when there's sixty of them, honestly, I just looked at it and said, um, well, uh. Sure. Pretty, pretty, pretty soon it's going to be twenty six names, and I'll probably recognize all of those, so I'm not concerned about that. Just like, tell me if something in- is interesting, like Laoti's on the team or John King is in the player pool, and that's interesting to me. But other than that, like, meh. But yeah, yeah Cody I don't Allen know these ne- cut. I don't know these guys, but good on them for for doing their best in the Rangers uniform. Hopefully they can, I don't know, continue to be good, so the Rangers can be good and make me happy. Yeah, I, I think all is you need to know is that <laughs> the Rangers' likely MVP for the season is going to be Rob Refsnyder. Um, and that's, I think, good. I mean, it's going to be Joey Gallo, who hit the first home run in the history of the ballpark, which is the most fitting thing imaginable. It yeah, is. Goodness. How lame would it have been if it's just some, like, the Rockies... Like Todd Frazier. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I don't want to think about Todd Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch the guy play baseball. Don't Don't do anything worse. But uh, it would it would have been very very Rangers though. If, like actually, it would have been cool if Sam Hilliard did it because that's the guy whose um, father has ALS and the family was able to come up from Mansfield. I think um, they were like the only fans oh, yeah. in the stands. They had there's that like one really cool. box that has three people in masks in it. And it's because it's Sam Hilliard's family, which is I think a, a great gesture. But okay, like yeah. Ryan McMahon first home run in Globe Life. Like, it would have worked. It would have made a lot more sense for the Rangers' organizational history if the Rockies... If Drew Butera was the first guy to hit a home <laughs> run here. So I'm glad Joey fixed Who was the first, first hit? Was it Solak? No, it was a Rocky. No, I mean... Uh, for, for the Rangers. As a Ranger. Uh, I think it was Danny Santana. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Well, only Santana, Rigi, and... Kiner had hits in the first game, right? Right. Three hits apiece. Such a hitter's part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Balls are going to fly out of there. Yeah, so talking about that real quick, I don't know if... uh, I I don't know much, just kind of as as a caveat. I don't know much. Foundational piece. Did... did, did, And I I just wasn't aware until these games started. 410 to center field, the power alleys are super deep. Yeah. It looks so like one, Petco so, out there. Yeah, so so like for like there's I got two kind of thoughts about that. Like one is that on purpose? Like I, I guess so, right? You have to like you don't just like accidentally build a stadium. So they did that on purpose. And I mean, why? this is like probably why? the most like, accidental ballpark ever built. So yeah, yeah. Oh, we I, can't do grass because we didn't think about building a baseball park in a cave. Yes. Whoops. It needs but, sun. Uh, you you I, can't I, I mention this. Yeah, I, I would. I would just be really interested because if you, if you were to build a replica of 
the ballpark in Arlington, right? Like, mm-hmm. just to, to redo it. If you were just to start over and you wanted to make the center field 410 and make the gaps pretty deep because the, it's a very home run fin- friendly park, or at least has been historically year to year, that would kind of make sense because you know what you're dealing with. And let's let's try to keep the ball in play a little bit more. Let's maybe neutralize the park a little bit. But, I mean, since this park's not outside and, and I just... Why? Why did you do yeah, that? Why like did you not just make it normal? At some point, it do, it didn't seem like when I was reading about the the measurements and looking at the park overlays, I was like, it doesn't seem that ridiculous. Yeah, I looked at some comparisons, but having watched three games there now, the outfield just seems enormous. Like I, I get yeah. a very Coors or Petco kind of feel watching games there. Uh, balls yeah. that split the gaps kind of go forever. That's how Jeff Mathis hit a triple. Jeff Mathis. 2020, yeah. Jeff Mathis. On the radio broadcast, uh, numerous times they said, well, that would have been a home run across the street. And and that just that's disappointing because that's, that's not what fans want to see. I like a dinger. Yeah. I mean, Joey's not going to have any problem putting the ball out of the park, but... No. That's because he's Joey Gallo. Uh, Elvis may never hit another home run again. Oh. Come yeah, on, he, he, that's that's a wall scraper kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine if Elvis is going to keep bunting for hits. Um, he had a really <laughs> nice push bunt. Yeah, he did. And they actually had a, a comment on on the broadcast too, and that there may be some strategy to the Rangers bunting more because of the weird artificial grass. Only the Diamondbacks have grass like this, so most players are not familiar with playing on it, and that might be a, a really significant advantage, especially in year one for Texas because they practice on this field and so they know how the balls roll, but that opposing fielders just don't have as much time and that uh, bunting may be a bit more of a strategy, especially like early in the season. And it looks like they're not hitting dingers, so they might as well get out there and bunt. That's a a good point. Um, They brought up on the uh, broadcast, the radio broadcast, that someone had asked Todd Frazier, hey, have you noticed any idiosyncrasies of how things play out here since uh, you've been playing in the new park? And he said, yeah. He said, you want to share what they are? He said, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Why? Todd yeah. Frazier interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe there, there are some home field advantages cooking there. We just haven't fully utilized them the to the tune of a one and two rectum. Um, that's something they were talking about in the broadcast today that I noticed. It's much, much closer than it was in the old park. But there is more foul territory. Yes, especially along the first baseline because there's a like a, a horizontal wall out there where the stands come in, um, and that's going to be a lot of like stupid ground ball extra base hits. That was how one of the triples happened yesterday. Is that it? It really messes. It's not. It's too far away for a first baseman to run back there and pick it up, uh, but it really gets in the way of a right fielder picking up a ball at the right angle. I, I can't think off the top of my head of what other parks have a feature like that. I've seen it before a few times, and it's something that Rangers fans will have to get used to, that there will be a lot of like ground ball doubles and triples that would be just picked up by the right fielder in foul territory and singles uh, in other ballparks, which is sort of weird. Well, I guess time will tell if these uh, idiosyncrasies of the new ballpark uh, will work to our advantage. Yeah, hopefully. And it does seem, hopefully. I mean, obviously you had the chance to walk around it, and we got a little bit more to see of it the last couple of days on the TV broadcast, but like Joey put a dinger into a really pretty slick-looking fancy boy lounge up in the second deck in right field that was full of, like, couches, which 
that sounds cool. I like watching baseball on my couch as it is. I wouldn't mind doing it in an air-conditioned ballpark. Um, but, oof. Gonna be fun. Uh, and then, obviously, the the less we have to talk about Corey Kluber pitching exactly one inning, the no. better. Hopefully, he's fine. His shoulder tightened up his first couple of pitches, and mm-hmm. he did not come back. And we got two great innings from just a very electric Joe Palumbo, and then five batters that? that he couldn't sit down in the, his third inning of work, which may have just been more than he was really ready to go. Uh, yeah, when yeah. Kluber was, was pulled and they first announced it and didn't have any idea why, my first thought was, boy, I hope his grandmother died or something like that. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> uh. it, that would beat the news we got. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a Rangers season, so... I mean, the Rangers put it together maybe the best top three uh, pitching staff in the history of the organization with a very deep bullpen full of, like, fungible dudes you can throw 98, just, like, completely replaceable parts. Uh, and then a goofy lineup with the advantage of a weird ballpark. Uh, and then we're going to go and ruin it on day one. Mwah! Your Texas Rangers. <laughs> well, not day yeah. one. Well, day three. It's a good point. Day, day three. three. Day three. Although Izzy got hurt, I think, in game one. So we started the season off on the wrong foot, and we will continue to do so until the end of time. Three games against the Rockies dropped to, at least we won opening day, which it feels like we never win opening day. Even when we do yeah. win, it feels like we're losing. Uh, off on Monday, and it's, what, two games uh, at home versus the Diamondbacks? Yep. Anybody know anything about no, the 2020 Diamondbacks? Um, Not an <laughs> iota. Uh, I, I think their opening starter was Madison Bumgarner, and he was bad. If I oh, right. yeah. Now, that's a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. I, don't know. I have no clue. To the Padres I have no clue. on Friday... Is Grinky still there? <laughs> no, he's, a, he's an Astro. I knew that. He's, knew he's that. leading the Astros now. I was uh, yeah to to bring it to around the league. That was beautiful. That was high tech graphics right there. It could be worse. Thinking about Corey Kluber because Justin Verlander has an elbow issue. He has said that it's, he's going to be fine. He's just going to be shut down for a little bit. But Did they announce a forearm up, strain as an update? Yeah, yeah, forearm strain. But, um, so that could obviously, be the whole season, or it could be a few weeks because of how forearm strains are. Well, it, but could, I mean, that, it season. could also be the UCL, which could also mean that Justin Verlander will pitch one game for the Astros on his two-year contract, um, and he will be 38 or 39 at the end of it. Uh, making sixty-six million dollars, taking that from Je- uh, what's the guy's name? Crane, Jim Crane. Jim Crane. Taking yeah. sixty-six million dollars from him. Well, I mean, on top of losing Garrett Cole to the Yankees over the exactly like, the offseason, this is brutal. a much different team. Yeah, brutal for the for for the Astros to lose Verlander for maybe two years. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, because if, if obviously if it's the UCL, he does not pitch this season. He does not pitch next season. No, and he'll be like, that might be that might be it for him. Might be it. Yeah. Like, like, n- not to like sound the alarm, and and again, like we don't really like Justin Verlander, but there is an element to where he's certainly one of the best pitchers of my lifetime. Yeah, and I have absolutely and, nothing against Verlander other than he's employed by the Houston Astros, really. Yeah, so so it's just like, oh come on, not like this though, right? Like nah. not like this, not unceremoniously, like in between the day and night games on a Sunday, the first weekend of a weird season, like 
can we just like be normal about this about this legacy type of thing that we're all getting to witness and appreciate no it's 2020 this is <laughs> par for the course that's true that's true so, this is gonna be the year that, that a team plane goes down and we lose an entire team oh, oh my, my. Dude, what? <laughs> what are you on tonight what is wrong with you no Mike, no <laughs> Anyway, I'm saying it's, it's 2020. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get a team like their hotel gets home invaded by like, terrorists from I, a very odd country, like just a very random state who want to tell us all about yeah. their like shining path stuff. <laughs> French what? Guiana invades and takes the Tampa Bay Rays hostage. And it's like sure, man. <laughs> the Falklands invade. <laughs> That I could dig. That would actually be pretty. Lesotho sends their finest, and now the, the Boston Red Sox can't leave their hotel. Uh, this might be the start of, of a, like a nice little like HBO or AMC series. There, it'd be kind of good. You know, kind of a kind of a Barry style like dark comedy. There you, know? you go. I'd be Where it's it. like you know you have this kind of middling team, and they're 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 tied in deep with un- unwillingly tied in deep with like some the Eastern European, yeah. That could okay. So okay, we won't. Nobody take that idea. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, this is how Lithuania becomes a major player. Is uh, there's a Lithuania. Well, I'm just saying. In the, the, yes, obviously, no, no literal, uh, you know, foreign delegates take that idea. But also, listeners don't take that idea for our TV show. Like that's our idea. <laughs> there, I think there is one Lithuanian in Major League Baseball right now. So uh, Pirates, right? Yeah, Devidas Nevaraskis. He was with the Pirates. I don't know if that's where he still is. Oh, it's scary that both of you guys know that. He's got a very distinctive name. There were a lot of news articles about it. Do you know who, uh, what else is a dark comedy? The Texas Rangers will start Kyle Gibson on Tuesday. Can't wait. Do y'all remember that we signed he, Kyle Gibson? Uh, he okay, doesn't worry yeah. me. Yeah, he's going to be fine. What are you talking about? Oof, okay. He's going to be good. <laughs> The voices of two men who have not watched a lot of Kyle Gibson in their <laughs> baseball lives. Yeah, Merrill Kelly, Kyle Gibson, and then Lance Lynn, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, we get to watch just two bearded southern men grunt at each other for two and a half hours in the air conditioning, so that'll be pleasant. You prefer they bring back Matt Moore or Big Sexy? I mean, oh, come on. Uh, Barcelona Cologne, I 100% want to see on a 2020 roster. <laughs> you know he's ready to go. There's no difference whatsoever between him in 2020 and him in, like, 2016. Like, he's the exact same dude. Yeah. He's probably not even actually gotten any older, biologically speaking. He just decided he didn't want to do it. Didn't feel like it. <laughs> I saw some workout yeah. videos of him over the summer. He looks great. I'm sure he does. Yeah. He's big. All he's right. sexy. He's ready to roll. Um, we'll see what the future has in store, but... Major League Baseball is here. It's, yes, it's weird. The Rangers are still uh, in. They're still in the hunt. You know, it's late July. Yes, and what they're a game out of first place. The new playoff structure also well, makes it really, yeah. really easy. So Texas, basically, the top two teams in every division will go to the playoffs, and then and then two third place teams, and then two well the next two best teams, which could be a third right, and which fourth is, in theory. That's that's true. That's, that's true. Texas, baby. <laughs> Uh, so it's like a group of about five who are kind of in the running for those those two spots there, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. 
but we'll talk about gonna, that more in, in I think upcoming episodes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cause even I don't really know all the ins and outs of that. I just saw that like the day before the season started, they decided to change the playoffs, and I said, <laughs> sure. "All right, like sixteen well, okay, teams yeah. now. It's like whatever, man. Do whatever you whatever. want. Whatever. I'll I'll figure it out later." <sighs> but yeah, but that's how we get something like the Reds winning the World Series this year for just like no reason. I want a completely random team to win the World Series this year. I don't know who yeah, it would just, be. Uh, the Padres. I mean, I, I don't want to make this this podcast last much longer uh, by opening this can of worms, but we, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But I don't really want the Rangers to win the World Series either. Uh, <gasps> oh, oh my! What? Okay, like, hang up. Hang up. You're going I, in the I, corner. I, I, Hayden, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like them a lot. I just just I like them a lot. He says I like them a lot. The I love the Rangers. Rangers. It's just the World Series. let me just. I don't want to get into it, but I'll just explain it just briefly. Is just that I no, I, no. You, know, you can think about this for a few days. No, 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 no. no. Let me just at least. Finish We're gonna pick that. this back up. We, We're we gonna pick, pick this back, back up. up. Oh is, yeah. Is is just because man and and Mike, you've been watching the Rangers much longer than I have, and and wow. I've you know been been super clued in for. I don't know, 15, 20 years at this, about 20 years at this point, right? And knowing how hard it is and knowing how sweet it, like, it almost felt to win the World Series and knowing, like, that whole story and the, the rush that I get thinking about 2010 and 2011, I, and, and it, it hurts so bad to lose those years. But we know that that kind of, like, we got a glimpse of the shadow of, like, what it would take and what it would feel like to actually win the last game of the season. If that happens under all of these weird circumstances, maybe a team is shut down because they all got coronavirus. Maybe another team is shut down because their plane crashed and because there were 16 teams in the playoffs and the Rangers snuck in because they were 25 and 35 and 10 <laughs> games under 500 and just got super lucky because when we faced the Yankees, Garrett Cole also got coronavirus. You know what I mean? It's just like our first one. I don't want it to be our first one to come under these circumstances. You want your first time to be special. We know. I want our first time to be we clawed for six months over the summer. We fought through. We slayed every dragon in October. See, I'm resigned to it. The only way the Rangers will win a World Series in my lifetime is through coronavirus nonsense. It's just it's It's just like a weird cheat code. But I would take it. I would take it. In a heartbeat. I would take it. But I just would look at those. You're saying that I would just look at those flags, and I'd be like, "Doesn't matter. <sighs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter." Yeah, maybe the only way they could win a World Series before That's I not die. True. Do That's I have to not go out there true. and trash cans? I'm an old man, Hayden. I know, but we saw we saw we saw the Rangers go from complete garbage in the early aughts to being incredibly good. 2011 was. The complete stacked roster. 2010 was great too. 2011 stacked. I mean, we saw the organization make that change and go from. We saw how easily it was. I mean, we've seen it with the Tigers, with the Rays, with the with the Royals. All of these like hope is not lost. You can turn everything around in six, seven years. Like we're not at a spot to where you can say. I'm not sure if I have that much time. I just want it. I just want to learn to love the players. Like I just want to love them, and I don't have enough time to learn to love Ian Jabalt through his through his forty appearances over sixty games. I just don't have enough time. We You're don't. We can't to build that Ian. bond. He's going to take a lot of really good care of you. Okay. Anyway, so I guess we kind of did just get into that. But anyways, uh, I, I still. I will I say feel. this. I I wasn't expecting to truly like get into the Rangers because it's just like what is, what is all this no crowd you know everything weird weird rosters weird schedules but man I just threw it on the TV 
threw it on the radio and like I was in I was locked in and it felt really good to just kind of like be engaged with an at bat be like there you go way to file that off just it it did feel good and right and everything else just kind of disappeared for that time and so I, I am really glad that this is going on it's nice to have it back amen yeah. oh rangers go <laughs> my <laughs> I welcome the end go to bed Hey, Go Rangers, please. <laughs>